The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Devin Ellington in real life. It's weird. I always associate myself with a Twitter handle before I do my real name. But that's how y'all know me. New listeners, welcome in. That is my Twitter handle. Make sure to check this other one out while you're doing that. It's going to be at Hootball Gaming. And then make sure to check out my boy at Blake LaWatch, L-A-W-A-T-C-H. Traditional spelling on Blake. So some good Twitter follows there for you. I really, really do think you'll enjoy that content. Speaking of content, you've got to go over to hoop-ball.com. We are going to be finalizing, you know, new pricing on the premium stuff uh, come the 16th of the month, which is not very uh, far off now. Um, loyalty membership program, something that we rolled out a couple weeks ago. Great ideas by Aaron, the uh, godfather himself. And then Dan Bespris, the podfather. Yes. Fantasy basketball is getting more rampant. We've got fantasy football coverage. Thanks to our boy AG. Make sure to find that today in fantasy football. Anywhere you get your podcasts. If it's on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us the five banger. We need that five star Revy. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Five stars. You know, and it, honestly, I'm not going to tell you what to put, but if I deserve one star, you know, so be it. But, you know. Anyways, this is Today in Sports Betting, y'all. Welcome back in. Really excited for today's show. We got some afternoon baseball. We got some early evening ball. We got we got baseball all day. So obviously MLB heavy. We've given some winners out in the wager pass for the summer league. Obviously, I'm overall just not an NBA guy as heavy as I am collegiate hoops. Um you know, I'll get heavy at the beginning of NBA season, but I focus more on my fantasy teams uh, because fantasy basketball, DraftKings, daily fantasy, I, I feel if I can just do it on a daily basis, I guess betting's the same. So moot point. Never mind. I'll stop rambling. Um, nonetheless, we got you covered in a lot of fronts. La Liga is starting up here soon. So our boy Troy is going to be getting in the mix. and. Uh, Yes, you know, college football's right around the corner. We've got some phenomenal uh, previews up on hoop-ball.com. Our man, Joe Campisi, just sent me a nice fat article with some really good information. We're working on some edits and getting that put up. So I've got a Marshall Thundering Herd uh, team preview that I'm waiting to drop onto the website. I think I've got a couple more team-specific previews in me. And uh, just curious to see what everyone wants to have covered. But I, uh, you know, got some stuff in the works for everyone. And uh, 
we got lots of stuff to enjoy here soon. So, and currently today's card, like I said, is great. Summer league, you know, the number one and number two picks went at each other last night. I fell asleep in the middle of it. I ain't going to lie. But what I saw, it was exciting. So, but hey, quick shout out to a song and a band and a music thing because uh, pop culture, we've kind of put on the back burner here on the show lately. But, uh, you know, just a little rant, rant about uh, myself here a little bit. I recently uh, just kind of was like, you know what? I want to listen to music from the year that I was born in. Um, so exclusively, I've just been listening to mostly bands local to where I've been living. And then also bands from, or just music from 1992. And uh well, if you're familiar with the band Faith No More, you know, they have their one, that one banger that everyone knows that came out in 1989 called Epic. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they're they more than that. So this song that I really have uh, been enjoying of theirs lately, and look, I, I had never heard this song before. It came on, it's off their album Angel Dust uh, that came out in 1992. And this song is called A Small Victory. And it's just got some really cool uh, guitar chunkiness in it, some really neat riffs, some back vocals. It's got some nice, you know, stadium rock feel to it, you know, like like the good old early 90s. Uh, but for those of you who aren't familiar, here goes another musical tangent. And this is why I like talking about this stuff uh, outwardly is because I know a lot of useless information about musicians and bands. Mike Patton, the lead singer of Faith No More, he went on to have a very successful solo career that he's still endeavoring in, and he's touring with Faith No More again. Uh, Faith No More's kind of got this like cult following. They're a little under the radar, and um, not a lot of albums from them, but they've you know played their music heavily. And so, Mister Jungle or uh, Mister Jung stuff, <laughs> you know, is Mike Patton's kind of pseudonym, Doctor Seuss esque name. Uh, Mr. Jung stuff. So he's uh, all over the place. Mike Patton's very talented and uh, Faith No More. Small Victory is the song that I got pumped up with today. So. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Probably going to throw some other music stuff out there. Some Oklahoman bands that you should check out that I've been listening to a lot lately. And uh, Swim Fan. Here, I'll throw that one out uh, before, you know, I forget. But Swim Fan. Find them on Spotify. Not a lot of monthly listeners, but some damn good music. A lot of synth. If you don't like the arithmetics, um, don't don't check them out. 
eh, also, even if you don't like the arithmetics, you should check them out. You should just check them out in general. Okay, so let's get into actual baseball and betting stuff. How's that sound? Going to kind of rapid fire some of this off because we got so much early action and I want to make sure we get this to you in time. I'm going to hit the points hard that I really want to touch on. I'm going to leave the necessary stuff alone and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, pinpoint some things early, pinpoint some things late, and uh, we'll piece together this baseball slate. Baseball is probably going to be the only thing we get to today. Not a lot else going on for my interests. I will be watching this. I watch the summer league. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love prospects. I like the idea of being a freelance scout, uh, armchair quarterback. So I love the summer league. And there's a lot of undrafted guys that I really enjoyed watching in college that I get to just watch again. So excuse me as I caffeinate. Yes. Um, so yeah, not looking to bet on it too much. I'll follow and tail my team and my guys, Adam, you know, he had a winner on the Hawks being an underdog last night, plus 150 money line underdog winner in the wager pass. So, all right, let's fire this off. Let's get things rolling. Lance Lynn, Bailey Ober, going for the White Sox and the Twins. And this is the 110 game Eastern time that goes off on YouTube. Lance Lynn, just, if you're a listener of the show, you know, we don't really got to harp on Lance Lynn too much. He's a righty, 10 and three uh, on the year 2.04 ERA. It's actually above two. Uh, He's had it under two for most of the year. 11 mile per hour wind to right field. Partly cloudy, 81 degrees. And Bailey Ober, he's finally got his ERA under five at 4.99 with a 1.1 snake eye record. And we're looking at money line plays here. Look, Chicago, minus 180. Minnesota, plus 155. It's weird and it's hard to back the White Sox on the road, I know. But look, they got a Cy Young candidate pitching today. Minus one and a half on the run line is minus 115. Opposite side for the 20s, plus one and a half run line is at even money. So we got a lot of close numbers. Even the money line's not that far separated. Plus 155 to minus 180. I mean, it's like a dollar and 25 cents flipped, uh, essentially. And so nine is the total. Double digits uh, could very much so happen. These two teams score a lot of runs off of each other. And if we just kind of look at how this series has gone, I mean, last night was only a 4-3 game. The game before that, 11-1, so a blowout. You know, we could definitely chunk that out the window. But look, the fact of the matter, in two of the last three games for the White Sox, they've gone over 10 twice. Um, 10.5 was the number set last night. So we're seeing this number come down. And in the last five games for the White Sox, three of those games have had a total set of 10 or more. So what I think the numbers are saying, and I'm kind of reading up on some stuff real quickly as I 
make this point. The, like I said, I touched on the bats, right? You know, these bats, Luis Roberts out again. He's getting rested because, you know, he's coming back from injury. So he's just, you know, management. But look, the Twins, against right-handed pitching. I'm not saying they're going to rough up Lance Lynn. And I don't think they, off just basic memory, and I'm pulling up some numbers right now too, but basic memory. I don't think they have too many guys on their in their lineup that's got uh, immense success against Lance Lynn. So I think Lance Lynn's had more success against this team. Okay, so in 100, I'm sorry, 98 at-bats, 453 pitches thrown uh, against this team. This is Lance Lynn's numbers, or the Twins' numbers against him as a team. A 245 average, 321 on base percentage, a 429 slugging. That's pretty dang good. 750 OPS, 330 Woba, and a 184 ISO. So they're actually in their slugging, like I said, 429. So they're actually getting a lot of extra base hits off of Lance Lynn. Uh, and Dralton Simmons got two doubles off of him in his seven hits and 25 at bats. Uh, and Dralton Simmons, man, he's got some good numbers against Lance Lynn. He's got one dinger, three runs, four ribbies, one walk, one strikeout. Yeah, and Dralton Simmons. Uh, Trevor Larnick, he's got 10 at-bats, three hits, a double, one home run, two runs, an RBI, two walks, two strikeouts. So even ratio on the strikeouts and walks. You know, I think, you know, we've seen Lance Lynn give up some stuff before, and it's usually just a couple guys that get to him, and I think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be enough to make a difference on the total. And then you look at the numbers against Bailey Ober for the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox are just smart hitters. They're so savvy. Yohan Mancada, Jose Abreu, and Brian Goodwin all have good early success in their limited you know, numbers against Bailey Ober. One guy that's not doing so hot against Bailey Ober so far, he's got one hit and 11 uh, at-bats, and that's Tim Anderson. Two strikeouts. Uh, he's just not getting the ball in play. Or he's putting it in play. He's just not getting any results. But Tim Anderson is a hot hitter right now. So maybe it was just a fact of when he was down. Because, you know, he did have a recent dip. So Tim Anderson, I think, could maybe maybe see an uptick and some positive regression. And then, uh, of course, the middle guys like Andrew Vaughn and Adam Engel. Zach Collins, they can always come in and chip away. So I uh, will close out by saying on this game that the over has a lot of value. I I know Lance Lynn is uh, pitching, but behind Bailey Ober, the bullpen's not that great. Last night was a little bit of an apparition, and – we missed on the five and a half team total for Chicago last night. It's still five and a half today. Minnesota, three and a half. I'm not touching any team totals. And as far as first five lines that stick out to me, 
yeah, see, so the over four and a half on the first five is getting heavy shading at minus 120. So even money for the under. And I just think that the White Sox are uh, getting a little bit of a good spot here for early success, uh, you know, if, if I may. Minnesota tack on a couple runs late, maybe, you know, get a one or two here. Um, I think that there's just going to be a couple of guys that are going to have a pulse enough against Lance Lynn to help with the total. But I think Chicago overall just controls it. Um, so I'll be looking at the White Sox in the first five. You know, I missed on it last night. But like I said on these shows in the past and in my write-ups, I notice whenever I run my head into the wall, and I do it again the next day and I expect, you know, the results to be different or whatever. I've actually been successful on that second time through. So I am looking to uh, hopefully get through the wall on this one. So the White Sox first five stick out, sticks out to me. New York and Kansas City. I'm going to be staying away from this one uh, because this kid for the... Uh, Yankees is going to be making his debut. He's a rookie. He's young. Uh, Lucas Luge, L-U-E-T-G-E. It's like a soft G, I guess. Uh, Brady Singer, who's just kind of fallen apart this year. Uh, it's humid at 93 degrees in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. 16 mile per hour wind out. So... Let's see. I mean, the Yankees against righties aren't anything phenomenal. The Royals against lefties got a couple guys over 300, and they got some guys that are looking really good. Glaber Torres out for the Yankees. Yankees team total set at five and a half. I was hoping I could maybe get like a four number or something low. Brady Singer throws a lot of fastballs. Yankees hitters, obviously, with all that power. Power, fastballs, humidity, wind out, plus, plus, plus equals a favorable situation, if you get what I'm saying. Four and a half for the Royals. Like I said, I really just can't play anything um, with that pitcher going for the Yankees. You know, I could back their team in their offense, but I'm not seeing a big favorable spot to do so as far as numbers and value. So like I said, this has got to be a stay away game for me. It is a 210 uh, game though. Um, really don't even have any strong leans. You know, the total went from nine and a half to 10 and a half. So a full run jump, I, you know, got to follow that steam. If you're going to do anything, I think, I mean, it, it may settle in at 11 Colorado and Houston with Antonio Centizella and Framble Valdez going on the mound. Colorado hitting lefties on the road, not something they do that great. Not to mention Ramel Tapia, one of their best lefty hitters, is going to be out still. He's out indefinitely with a strained right big toe. Brendan Rodgers with a hand contusion is still out. Jose, Jose, Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley as well as hmm, Chaz McCormick and Kyle Tucker. I think those are their best bets for right-handed hitting tonight or against right-handed pitching, hitting righties. CJ Crone, he does mash lefties up. He's hitting over 300. 
And then you got Daza hitting 317. Sam Hilliard, 333, half of the devil, hitting that against lefties. So a um, lot of 800-plus, 780-plus OPSs for this uh, Colorado team. But, you know, Granville Valdez, he's had a couple of, uh, I'd say, rough starts in a row. And he's also not been as sharp as you would expect him to be and what he has done. So I think he has a good start today. You know, positive regression to come, getting a little bit of a depleted Colorado road team without one of their best lefty hitters. Now, don't get me wrong. CJ Crone could get his. Daza, Daza's got sneaky power. Daza's pretty much the same player as Tapia. And Sam Hilliard, you know, he's definitely got some sneaky pop. But the market, you know, here we go. I'm, I think, oh man, under five for the first five is something that I was looking at. It's getting minus 115 shade. The money line and the pick is all on Houston's control. You know, the pick is at minus 160, plus 120 for the Rockies. So, I mean, it's pretty close, but not, you know, a huge, huge gap. Plus 170 for the money line, though. Minus 230 on the money line for Houston in the first five. I I honestly just think Houston stifles Colorado. Fran Bervaldez, like I said, he knows he's had a couple of rough starts in a row. So I think that he... uh, he makes do with what he's got today. And I think he has a good start. I do. Um, I would like to, I'm going to pull up a medium dive here. And then there's going to be, I'm going to breeze through some games here next. Eliminate off the card what I'm not interested in. I just wanted to get these early games out of the way in case there was any overlay. Excuse me. Um, So right now I'm kind of looking at some, I might take both pitchers strikeout props under four and a half for Sentazella because like he's not that big of a strikeout pitcher. He, he puts a, through the plate in the zone a lot, but he uh fact of the matter is he yeah, sixteen point three uh strikeout percentage. So he's a four-seam fastball thrower 54.6% of the time with a 31.4% usage on his slider. Throws it down and into lefties quite a bit and down in the zone uh, from about lower thigh to upper shin. His exit velocity is pretty high, 90.1. Hard hit percentages, wow, 41.9%. So almost half of the time, hitters are teeing him up. So not a lot of whiff percentage as a pitcher. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, I think this is a good look for Houston's offense. And then I just kind of want to briefly glance over Framble Valdez's stuff. Yeah. He, his problem is he walks so many batters, 10.7%. And he too also gives up a lot of exit velocity and hard hit percentage. Now the thing is he has a better defense behind him and they scout that. So he throws a curveball 30% of the time, a sinker 49.2% of the time. And then off speed and, 
movement pitches like that look a lot different outside of Colorado. And these are major league hitters. I get it. But, you know, he's got 26% whiff percentage. And I think with undisciplined hitters comparative to Houston, you know, I, I honestly think that the strikeout totals are both going to be in play. I just don't think that uh, Cinderella goes deep enough to get his, and then he's going up against a great lineup that doesn't strike out that much. Their whiff percentage as a team, like they're almost all red. You know, they they don't whiff too much. So, uh, you know, looking at Frambo Valdez, I want to check out some percentiles and just overall what he does uh, with his strikeouts, and then we can move on. And, um, yeah, so that's that. He, eh, he's only in the 37th percentile for strikeout percentage, which is like a light blue coloring. Um, interesting. Uh, so home games, a lot more strikeouts, uh, nine more strikeouts at home. Like I said, lots of walks, lots of walks. So I may just stay off of Valdez's. His over five and a half is at minus 103. Sentinzella's under four and a half is getting heavy shade at minus 160. But again, I think that's pretty much an instant good play. Um, might look at no run first inning. No run first inning would be something I'd entertain. So, with that being said, under on Sintazella's, and we're going to go ahead and just leave Valdez's alone. Uh, Colorado's team total under might be something I, I entertain also. And then that first five underplay was very, very interesting to me. So, let's eliminate what we're not going to talk about. Washington and New York, I'm really not interested in. Carlos Carrasco is making, I believe, his second start with uh, his season this year, um, if I remember right. Uh, David Price pitching for the Dodgers today. Actually, I kind of want to talk about that game. So, uh, Cardinals, Pirates, Will Crow pitching uh, might just take under his K prop. I think I've hit three of the last three on it. It's just easy because he gets roughed up. Uh, yes, run in the first inning. He's one of the worst first inning pitchers. I think the Cardinals could have some early success. That's all I'm looking at on that one. Tampa Bay, Boston. I don't want to give too much away on this one right now because I am going to be incorporating this into the wager pass as some of my favorite plays. The other Washington and New York game is the second part of a doubleheader. I'm good. Frankie Montas pitching for the A's. I've not got a good read on him. Minus 150 money line favorite for the A's today. Over nines getting shade of minus 120. Cal Quantrill is pitching for Cleveland. I just don't know about these two pitchers, so I uh, am going to opt out and make it a pass because, I mean, look, we don't have to bet everything, and today's card is obviously way more sizable than the card yesterday. Toronto and L.A., Alec Manoa and Dylan Bundy on the mound. You know what? This one is a game that, has Toronto run line written all over it. The game is in LA. Run line is a uh, minus 120, but the money line is uh 
minus 185. Look, Bundy's not that great. Um, so I'm gonna be look, I'm gonna be brief on this one, is what I'm saying. Give me Toronto if the money is right. Uh, let's see. Toronto minus 145 on the first five spread. You know, I'd rather just hold on to the one money line play or run line play. Wow, it actually just went up a nickel too. Now it's at minus 120. Literally as I locked it in. Okay. Um, Arizona and San Fran, Merrill Kelly, Kevin Gosman on the mound. This has got a no run first inning feel to me because Arizona's offense is so bad. Merrill Kelly, um, he's been really decent uh, lately. Um, San Fran's definitely going to control this game. And, you know, I'm looking at what Arizona does against righties. They're not that efficient. I mean, they're actually pretty balanced. I mean, pretty middle middling, but Nick Ahmed hits under 200. Then you got 207 for Carson Kelly, which is just completely flipped from his left-handed hitting numbers. And then uh, a lot of good, good hit hitters and bats on this San Fran team. But the fact of the matter is, I think it's going to take a little time to get settled in. It's going to be 63 degrees, so a little cooler. There's 10 mile per hour wind blowing out. But again, without that heat and that humidity, I don't think the ball's going to pop too much, especially early. You know, they got to warm up. That game's at 945 Eastern. And then we got a 10-10 Eastern game for Texas and Seattle. Got Spencer Howard going on the mound, who's acquired at the deadline for Texas. Tyler Anderson, another pitcher acquired at the deadline. Um, Texas, addition by subtraction. They've gotten a lot better against left-handed hitting, so this is a sneaky spot for them, perhaps. Andy Ivanez, I really like. Uh, Curtis Terry is a young prospect who's trying to figure out how to hit uh, consistently. But I think with how mediocre Seattle's offense is, I think that Texas just has a uh, really good opportunity here with a young stud pitcher that they just got. Tyler Anderson's Rocky, you know? Uh, So minus 120 on Texas's run line makes a lot of sense to me because I think Seattle's offense struggles alone, not necessarily because I believe in Texas's offense team total for Seattle's four and a half. It's getting minus minus one twelve shade. The under's getting the even minus minus one ten. Plus one Oh seven for over three and a half for Texas's team total under three and a half is getting a lot of shade at minus minus one thirty five. Over's getting shade at uh, minus one fifteen for the total being eight. And Texas plus 150 on the money line in the first five. Hmm. I think that run line just kind of sticks out to me. 99% of the bet percentage is going on the Mariners run line. It's at plus 105. But look, Texas, I think they could even win this game. Plus 167 underdog. They're getting some love on the action network uh the grade on that is it should be more of a plus 139 line b minus grade in the green home money line for mark ripperger the umpire tonight is uh seven and ten so the under 10 and eight i think it could be a close game i think both teams are going to struggle to score so therefore i got to go with the uh run line 
Okay. 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 Miami San Diego is the four o'clock game. Look, Blake just submitted a couple write-ups on this game. So I'm not going to be Mr. Thunderstealer here. And I think that Blake's content on this game alone is uh, worthwhile. So if you want more digging on this, I would say read in the Blake stuff on the wager pass, check it out in the discord. If you're not joined up with us yet, make sure you do so before the 16th, because that's when the expiration date for the loyalty membership program goes in the price increase happens and then uh, you lose your chance to get your forever price. Why pay $9.99 or I'm sorry, why pay $14.99 for something when you can pay $9.99 for it by signing up a little sooner. So go ahead and get that play on the Miami San Diego game by leading yourself into success by getting that wager pass and reading Blake's stuff. Real briefly, I want to talk about the last two games that I have interest in. I'm not going to look at the Milwaukee-Chicago game. Jake Arrieta is just too much of a variable for me, and I'm a Cubs fan, and they suck right now. And That's number 32 on the season, I think. Detroit and Baltimore, I love Tarek Skubal. I seem to be the only one that really likes Tarek Skubal. He keeps getting, and I see it within wager past people and just chats and conversations that we have as fans of the game. I speak highly of them, but look, the fact of the matter is Baltimore hits really well against lefties. Matt Harvey is on the mound for the Orioles, however, so it's going to be a national holiday and fade Matt Harvey dent day, and I really just love this guy because he lets me fade him, and he's a friend of the show. He listens all the time, so um, Detroit, the Tigres, they, I love this team. I love this team. I've just very much so been enjoying the surge that they've had lately. I've got a really close friend who is from Detroit and he is a Tigers uh, fanatic. So for him, I'm happy. I I love the direction that AJ Hinch has taken this team. They're only five games under 500. It's going to be 90 degrees tonight, humid. And I think that the ball is going to be popping. Pedro Severino, uh, Ryan Mountcastle, I think it's worth noting is, they're they're unhealthy. Severino with a right knee contusion. He's questionable today. They're starting catcher. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, first baseman. He's out indefinitely. He's in the concussion stuff. Derek Hill, my boy. I love this guy. Uh, probably my favorite player right now. Ribs. He's questionable. Mm, ribs. <laughs> Dave Chappelle skit. Just is what I thought about. Can't go to sleep. Eat a bucket of ribs. Sorry. Uh, just more pop culture bleeding out. Uh, Akil Badu, this sucks because um, he's really good against right-handed pitching. Concussion and shoulder, he's out tonight. So they do lose a little bit of pop with Badu, but I think there's guys like Victor Reyes, obviously Eric Haas. He needs to get better against righties. A couple of 220 average hitters in Miguel Cabrera and Grossman against righties, but look, this is Matt Harvey Dent we're talking about. Zach Short hitting 145 against lefties. That's not typically good to see. And uh, the biggest hitters for the lefties, uh, left-handed pitching killing for the Orioles, uh, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins. I'm going to be putting those two guys into some DFS stack. Cedric Mullins has a 936 OPS. He like pretty much gets on base every time. Like It's ridiculous. Look, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the Tigers are terrible. I say terrible, but like they're not that good against righties. But yet the team total is still getting minus 117 shade to the over of five. 
the over under the total is 10. Like I said, it's got even money or even shading on both sides at minus 110. Plus one and a half for Baltimore on the run line's got minus 150 on it. So that's kind of telling to me the money line's only even money. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if the Orioles did win this game, but I think both offenses have success. Under five for Detroit, you know, even though I want to support them, I think that holds a little bit of value. I don't think I'm going to be on any kind of team total play, but one thing I think could happen. I think the first five could be a slog. I think Tarek Scooball could strike out guys for the first three innings. I love Scooball, and I wish he would put a screwball in his arsenal. It's so cool. I, I just... A screwball, screwball. Um, even money for the pick on the Tigers. I mean, anytime I'm getting plus money on the Tigers lately, I've been a, a little kid on Christmas. So yeah, under five and a half, because I think it takes time for these offenses to settle in, even against Matt Harvey. Look, the, the, the fact is, Haas is pretty bad against righties. He's under the Mendoza line. Um, but Dew's out. That kind of sucks. Derek Hill's going to be questionable. And hopefully he's in. But, you know, if he's out, definitely, because there goes more of their on-base guys stuff, and he's an instant steal. So scoring position opportunities are going to go down a little bit without Derek Hill and Badu. So, look, I think it's going to take time for this game to unravel. It's probably going to be a bit of a sweat, but I think it's going to be a fun game to have three bets kind of all playing uh, off of each other. Over 10, under five and a half in the first five, and Detroit in the first five to cover that half-run spread at even money, I think is just a lot of good value, all packaged into one. Cincinnati and Atlanta, still trying to lock in a babysitter, but, you know, should be going to this game tonight. Cincinnati, Atlanta in the A, Wade Miley making the start, the lefty, love to get to see this guy live. Tiki Toussaint on the mound. Look, let's just be real. Like I said, there's a chance I'm at this game. Over nine and a half, something that I've looked at that I really like. And it's now moved to 10. And you're getting even money on the 10. The Reds are the short underdog at plus 105. I like them even though they're on the road. I mean, they're getting Wade Miley. I'm here to back Wade Miley. Minus 120 for Atlanta, plus 160 on the run line for Atlanta. So that's kind of what was telling to me. The Reds' run line is minus 180. So I don't like being huge with the populace. I'm an outsider, outcast, black sheep, black dog. 68% of the bet percentage on Cincinnati. So I don't really like that. Um, Check some movement. I mean, it opened at even money for the Reds. There's been a push from the Braves side. The home team under Greg Gibson as the umpires had some success, 13 and 8. And the Braves against lefties. I mean, look, Duvall's hitting 182. This is why they made those trades at the deadline. They had to get some guys in uh, that would maybe help with their left-handed hitting like you know jock peterson hitting 320 jorge soler a massive downgrade from 344 to 133 against lefties holy crap 
Freddie Freeman only hits 246. Look, I, I think that Wade Miley is going to have success tonight. Um, and then right-handed hitting, Jesse Winker, 349. You've got a 328 from Nick Castellanos, 268 for Tucker Barnhart, one of your platoon catchers. I mean, that's great to have. Mike Moustakas coming back and healthy. He hits righties really well. He could get over 300 tonight with a decent night. On base numbers, I see lots of nines, sevens, and eights in the first column. So, look, I'm re- I'm here to back the Reds, and you know how I feel about them on the road. You've heard me bash them a couple of times. I think there's lots of runs scored, so I'm going to do over the total. Like I said, I want to back the Reds. Um, team total is four and a half. It's getting some shade of minus 115. Let me change that over to a half unit play. Half a unit to win 0.43 units. So we almost clear a full unit off of a small little investment. They add up. They add up. And when we lose, it's not as big. It's a lot of strategic betting. You know, it helps us kind of eliminate some of the vig in the losing days that we have. Because, look, it's inevitable. I'm not trying to sound negative, but you got to understand that there's a balance to this. And then, look, the Reds, heavily favored. Heavily, heavily favored in the uh, first five if you are looking at balance. The money line for the Braves, minus 125. Money line for the Reds, minus 105. And then we look at the spread, the half run spread, minus 135, getting that half run for the Reds, plus 105, so even money for the Braves. Look, Tika Toussaint got roughed up his last start. I think it kind of carries over. Wade Miley's the better pitcher, the more veteran pitcher, and the left-handed pitching has given has given Atlanta issues all year. Cincinnati's getting to be a better road team. I'm starting to have a little more faith in them, and this is probably where they crap on my back. So um, I think that'll do it. Let's get this out so we can get the games rolling and you get the content in time. As always, I am sending you all of my positive vibes and all of my positive energies. I hope that you have a great, wonderful, and safe day. Be kind. Be nice. Do something nice to someone. I hope something kind happens to you. With that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.